Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. It is election day across the state. And you got to go get it done. Go vote. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. And yes, I do believe the polls close at 6. And I think it is very acceptable to ask why. Why do polls close at 6? People get off work at 5. They only have an hour to go vote. Why not 7.30? Why not 9.10? Why 6? Well, they can early vote. If you're somebody who believes in early voting, but you don't believe in extending the actual voting day, that's weird. That is very, very weird stuff. So I think those people have an an argument regarding why the polls close uh, so early, but you know that they do, and now you have to act accordingly. You've got mayor's races. You've got city council races. I'll be very curious to see in Indianapolis. If they vote for this Democratic Socialist communist, Jesse Brown. Me, I have been talking up the libertarian uh, Libby Glass. Why? I I can't answer whether or not Libby is going to be great. What I can answer is you don't put Democratic Socialists on your city council. You avoid that with everything in you. That's what you should do. And I only hope Indianapolis does it, but this is a question of whether or not I've got I've got faith. Uh, I, 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 I desperately want to have faith. I desperately want to have faith in the people of Indianapolis. I want them to make the change in city council. I want them to make the change on mayor. I, uh, I, 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 I don't, I'm not going to hold my breath. But man, would I love to be surprised. Nothing would give me more joy than coming out here tomorrow and being like, well, would you look at that? That's what I'm hoping for. That is what I'm hoping for. Going to get it? I don't, I don't know. Dr. Lou Profeta is in Israel training doctors on ER and trauma strategies. He is scheduled to join us next with the latest of what's going on in the northern part of the country and what he's hearing about the war that is taking place. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kiskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kiskali is right for you. Well, our goal is to release the 240 hostages uh, in Gaza, Israeli hostages. I'm talking about babies, uh, very old women, uh, incredibly horrific uh, cases, and to eliminate Hamas. Um, So what we're doing is essentially applying a, a siege on the terror tunnels. They have 500 kilometers worth of tunnels, underground tunnels. They built a whole terror city for 15 years instead of building schools and and a future. They decided to take all that money and, and build terror against Israelis. 
that's Naftali Bennett, the former prime minister of Israel and very possibly will be the prime minister in the future, depending on what happens with Benjamin Netanyahu. Tony Katz, good to be with you. Dr. Louis Profeta is an emergency room physician from Indianapolis who decided to uh, answer the call of a need for doctors in Israel and currently is in Israel training doctors on ER procedures and trauma procedures. Uh, He has been keeping us up to date. He joins us uh, right now. Uh, First things first, uh, Dr. Profeta, uh, how are are you and where you're at? What has been the war situation? I mean, I'm I'm fine. I mean, I feel safe. Uh, I mean, uh, we're seeing stuff. We're hearing a lot of ordinances. It's hard to sleep at night because... You'll hear artillery going off in the South Lebanon, and you know we're having rockets fired over us periodically, and alarms going off, and got to see Iron Dome literally intercept, uh, intercept a rocket above my head yesterday. So, but other than that, I guess we're doing okay. Well, the idea that you can laugh off Iron Dome intercepted a rocket above my head yesterday uh, uh, is, is pretty interesting. You you talk about as we've had these conversations. Uh, that throughout Israel, uh, the feeling is uh, whatever our issues were regarding judicial reform or anything else, all that's over to the side. Hamas is the number one issue, the number one target, and everybody's in it together. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. There's, there was a lot of schism in Judaism, not only in Israel, but I think uh, nationwide, sort of geopolitically. And uh, if one thing Hamas did, sadly, it's probably unified the, the Jewish people in the state of Israel like uh, nothing that I, I would have ever imagined. I mean, they are singularly focused, but these people are incredibly sad right now. Um, and it, you can see that there is a tremendous amount of, you know, PTSD just from this event. And, you know, you're also talking about a country just like ours just came off of COVID. Now they're thrust into this. So, man, it, they are really, really sad, but they're incredibly determined, too. You are there in, in the northern part of, of Israel, not too far from Lebanon, as as you mentioned. You went to go train these doctors. I always thought it interesting that you would think Israel would have some incredibly well-trained doctors in the idea of dealing with, with trauma, in, in, in dealing with uh, what you do as an ER doc on a daily basis. Is that not the case? Oh, no, no, no. Let me tell you, they're, they're ahead of us, okay? When, when you say that I'm there to train, uh, help them train, I'm training uh, some of their residents that are literally right out of medical school that haven't had an opportunity to, to learn anything because all their attendings and their senior doctors have been you know, moved into sort of support roles for the military. So we're backfilling a lot of that. I mean, they run trauma better than we do. I mean, just their, their physical plant, their layout is much, much better than anything we have in America. But we run our ERs better than they do. Emergency medicine isn't really a, that embrace of a specialty yet here. And so I think that we move patients. So they're learning a lot of stuff from us, too, in terms of what we're capable of doing. I mean, they're surprised about uh, in regards to the skill set of the ER docs coming from the states over here, how much we can do that their doctors can't do. Talking to Dr. Louis Perfetta, emergency room doctor uh, with St. Vincent's here in Indianapolis in Israel right now, working with doctors there, training uh, residents. Have you seen patients? Have you had people coming in, whether attacks uh, from, from Hezbollah or in other places coming in through your hospital? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, we've had fatalities. Um, and, you know, also people, when you're talking about hundreds of thousands of troops mobilized and the amount of heavy equipment and machinery and weaponry, I mean, people get hurt constantly. I mean, they, they fall off tanks. They get hit by cars. They, uh, there's a thousand other ways of getting injured than just getting blown up by a rocket or shot. Um, so, yeah, there's there's a ton of – and then the, the, the police and the military presence in the hospital is – Tony, you'd be astounded. I mean, every other patient is carrying, a, a, you know, a table or an M16 or, um, you know, machine gun in, into the emergency department. And they have evacuated the entire in-hospital patient. So, like, if you were being treated for maybe kidney failure or something in, in our hospital, everybody is, is down in the basement except for the ICU and the surgical rooms and the um, ERs, which are built to withstand large rocket fire. They're fortified bunkers. But the rest of the hospital is all now subterranean, uh, literally like giant tunnels with beds and monitoring systems. It's all been designed for this purpose. Sadly, almost most of your hospitals in this country are designed that way. So we, we actually protect our valuable resources, our patients in the tunnels below our hospital, while Hamas stores their weaponry in the tunnels below their hospital. So it just shows you what, what we value here. If you didn't, if you questioned where uh, Dr. Profeta's politics were, uh, now you know the answer. So you don't have to worry about that anymore. Uh, but yeah. you kind of knew that when he answered the call and decided he was going to go to Israel. And you got on the uh, on the plane, and there were doctors from from New York, uh, uh, a thoracic surgeon, a vascular surgeon, uh, who were on the plane with you. How many Americans or from other nations have you seen uh, doctors? Have you seen coming uh, to provide support and training to the Israelis? Yeah, quite a, quite a few actually. In fact, with the um, I think I shared some video with you of this mass casualty drill they did yesterday, which was mind-boggling how how advanced and in depth it was. And there were people from Baltimore Shock Trauma that were there um, that had uh, come in. There's there I, I'm I'm welcoming in a doctor from Michigan. Um, they've got there was a thoracic surgeon from New York that we took over for when when we arrived and. They've got literally thousands and thousands of doctors that have signed up to come in, and we're just sort of rotating people in and out uh, to fill different voids. And mostly they just want to have more doctors that are really trained on hand at any given time in case there is um, large-scale amounts of, you know, rockets hit in populated areas. Next thing you know, you got 20 critically injured patients. So, you know, that's what they're preparing for and why we're here. I had asked you uh, in in one of our many many text conversations about uh, the, the politics uh, uh, of it all. Uh, Benjamin Netanyahu went on with David Meir of ABC, and you know uh, it's it's very clear that he understands that after this war is over, there are going to be a lot of questions asked, and there are going to be people held responsible for the intelligence failures and other things that led to this uh, uh, attack. And I think Netanyahu fully understands that. But I asked you the question in reverse. Are Israelis paying attention to what's happening on the political scene regarding Israel and Hamas here in the United States? Your answer then was they're not paying attention to anything except taking out Hamas and taking care of their people. Is that still the case? Well, I, 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 maybe I should qualify that. They are, they are angry at, at the government for the security uh, lapses that happen. I mean, they are furious. I mean, you can see it from top to bottom, and there's going to be sort of, uh, you know, hell to pay after this is all over in terms of, and just like we were with 9-11, when we went back and looked at the commission and said, how do we let these people uh, have access to, you know, 
uh, you know, jet, you know, simulations in the United States. So there, there's going to be some, some significant sort of soul searching to find out what, what went on. But yeah, there, there, all this stuff in the other, in, in the, in the States right now and other countries, they're starting to see this stuff and man, it is making them angry. I mean, the, these are good, honorable, just people. This is a just fight. And to watch how it's portrayed in the media and on college campuses. Oh my gosh, Tony, I watch this stuff and I'm like, you got to be kidding. Does anybody, is anybody responsible for educating our children these days? It's, it's mind-boggling to me. It's mind-boggling to the entire population here. This conversation regarding where is our moral center has has uh, has taken up a fair amount of of my time. Um, you you continue your 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 watch. I think you're back in in a couple weeks. Will you be moved out of this hospital to another one, or is this where you're going to be? This area near Lebanon. No, it's mostly going to be here. We we have been doing some stuff with the troops. In fact, I've got some. I've got some soldiers coming here to see me in just a little bit that they uh, they can't get in. They can't get a doctor to see them right now, and I'm going to do some evaluation uh, back where I'm staying. Um, we also are probably going to go help out on um, one of the kibbutzes that was shot up and destroyed. Uh, interesting, Tony. You know, these are all agricultural communities, and pretty much everybody was killed. Either they were killed or they, they fled or they've been taken hostage. So. A lot of these places have animals and crops that are uh, that need taken care of, and all the workers have been pulled out, and all the young people have gone to war. And so you're talking about a place that they're filling in the gaps. I don't know if you saw there was a news story about a bunch of cowboys from Montana. I discussed it yesterday, yeah. Yeah, they just flew in to help. And so we're going to take some of us that aren't doing a whole lot right now, that things are a little slow, and we're going to go, I'm going to go pick, pick zucchini, I think, tomorrow, among other things. Uh, everybody is doing, I, everybody's doing yeah. their thing, and I happen to know there are a yeah. bunch of farmers in Indiana, Dr. Feta, happy to make the trip. Just someone tell them how. Well, we, we are actually setting up a program like that. We'll have more information for you. That's another thing that I've been doing on the ground here, uh, making a pipeline to bring uh, some agriculture people to, to help uh, do some of the labor work for a little while so they can get, we can get the soldiers back and the people back. Dr. Louis Profeta, St. Vincent's ER doctor. Uh, stay safe, young man, and I will uh, talk to you soon. I will see you then. Take care. You got it, man. How bad is it? Don't sugarcoat it. Give it to me straight. Want coffee? I think I need some coffee. Time to fill up on the news. That's, that's the time that it is. Uh, Philip on the news brought to you by Absolute Wealth LLC. We've got the Dow right now, which is in the nice color. See, you've got red, which is down, and green that is up. I said nice. I lied. It's down 87. The NASDAQ futures are down 750. WeWork being the story. It was one of those co-working places, and everyone was like, oh, this is great. Oh, this is the future. Oh, it's worth $47 billion. Have they ever made any money? Shut up, you, and trying to make money. Ridiculous. Uh, they've now filed for bankruptcy. It's unbelievable how these things go. Remember, they tried to go public, what was it, five years ago? And it did not come to be. So this is, I don't know if this is going to be a story that 
affects the market or affects the market psyche? Does it does it remind people that you know this idea that there's that there's never a bottom, that things never go bad, that there's never an issue? You know that's not real, right? That is not real. Things can go bad, and they can go bad quite quickly. So maybe we should actually be looking at whether a company is worth its salt. Maybe we should be asking ourselves whether or not the company has any value. As opposed to screaming, oh my gosh, look at what a wonderful company this is. I just don't know. I've not yet seen the market act in a way that's even res responsible to what's going on around us. Uber is saying that they will miss uh, analyst expectations. Okay. All right. How many more companies are going to miss? How many more companies are going to miss? And the answer is, I do not know. I do not. What I know is that I, I still don't see where the market learns. They just keep trying to throw out that everything's fine. I, where was I yesterday? Having a conversation with somebody who said, what does it matter? Jim Cramer still has a job. I'm talking about the guy from Mad Money on CNBC. Now, admittedly, I haven't watched that show in years. But there's a great example of somebody who just keeps going being right is, 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 I guess, not the name of the game. I mean, he got it so wrong with Facebook, he actually cried on air and apologized. I mean, that's something else. But I, you know, just to say it's him. It's not. It, it's, it's, this, it's this world. It's this whacked out world. And I just don't know if they learn. And I don't know if people utilize the market, have faith in the market, have trust in the market. Personally, I know I should be more invested. I have no idea which direction to go in. Remember, don't go to me for investing advice, ever, ever. I will always tell you straight. Right now, I'm sticking with money markets. I'm sticking with the 5%. I don't feel comfortable in anything. But that could be my problem. But I don't think the market is, you know, showing that it's, it's really got itself well-grounded right now. One man's take. We can agree. We can disagree. Let me know what you think on the X Twitter at Tony Katz or, of course, at TonyKatz.com. I am Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Election day is here. Get out there and vote. If you're not registered to vote, I don't know what to tell you. You should have been registered to vote. The best. That's the best I can do. Best I can do is tell you you should have been uh, should have been registered to to vote. That's, that's all I've got. That's all I can say. Tony Katz at ninety three WIBC. Good morning. Find everything going on at TonyKatz.com. There is so much, including this piece. Are Asian voters turning right? was just an interesting, interesting piece because 
there are, you know, as 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 we're discussing it, there are, there are elections going on uh, across uh, the country, and a lot of people are looking at Virginia. Um, and they're they're saying, well, Virginia, that's the that's going to be the, the 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 bellwether. I I don't know if I believe that. I don't know if right now we are in the place where we even consider a, a, a bellwether. This is going to determine where uh, America goes. I don't. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if if that's factual. Now you can argue that Glenn Youngkin, the Republican, who won against a lot of odds, who proves it can be done, is his agenda something that is really being you know embraced by Virginians. I don't have I don't have that answer, but uh, in this conversation of are, are Asian Americans moving towards the political right, um, there are candidates out there who are Asian who are running as Republicans, and I would I would argue that that seems perfectly rational to me. If you take a look at what has been happening. If you take a look at how Asian Americans have been treated by the political left, let's say on college campuses, not being allowed to even get into the school, the Ivy Leagues and others. Well, then you you understand, you understand that the, the these people that you have been with not very good people. Not very good people at all. Certainly don't care about you. They don't care about you at all. As a matter of fact, it would seem that the political left, taking a look at people who are Asian in the United States, it's a lot of hate. Too many of you at this college. No, no, you're too good at math. No, I, whoa, what are you doing? But that bigotry has been happening in the United States. It's been happening for years, and we've been talking about it, so we're not surprised by it. But what now is starting to sink in is, well, wait, where is that hate coming from? I'll give you a hint. Not us. The elitists. The progressives. You know, in the guise of fairness. In the guise of fairness, one cannot have meritocracy. Best of luck with that. It's interesting, and I'm hoping that it does lead uh, to a great level of demographic uh, change. Um, there's another change going on, which is why does anybody have a job where you could just have an OnlyFans page? What does any of it make sense? Paige Van Zant is a UFC fighter, mixed martial arts. I should say former UFC fighter. She was good, not great, had successes, etc. Paige Van Zant now has an OnlyFans page, and people pay to see, I guess, photos and videos, etc. I have no idea if she gets fully unclothed. But she has admitted that she made more in 24 hours on OnlyFans than in her entire fighting career. She made more money 
in one day than in all those days of getting punched in the face. All of that training. Now, maybe that gave her the platform to make more money in one day, but the point is, how do you now tell people, oh, don't do that? You know what you should do? You should get a job at a pizzeria. How in the world do you do that? That's a hard one to do. And what does it say? And I know what you're saying. Tony, when do you start your OnlyFans page? That has to happen. That My cigar smoking OnlyFans page? 100% has to happen. I just got to, I got to notify, I do have to tell Urban One, right? Matt Bear, if I start an OnlyFans page, I have to tell Urban One. Absolutely. You think they'd freak? It just depends on what's going to be on the page. I mean, if you're doing just what you're saying, smoking a cigar, you know, <laughs> hanging out and that's it, then I, I don't see why they would have a problem with that. So so for anybody who doesn't know, my here's my, my OnlyFans uh, page idea. It's, it's um, pretty awesome. Um, I, I am I am going to uh, it's gonna, it's going to be a room, and it's going to have a, a, a leatherback chair. Okay, it's going to have a leatherback chair. Let me let me do this right. Let's bring that down a little. Bring that down right there. Thank you. And then I'm going to walk into frame, suit, right? My my Anthony Mina menswear suit, or or maybe I'll, I'll have another sponsor, um, and I'll sit down. Pull out a cigar, gonna cut it, gonna light it, gonna smoke the cigar. Never gonna say a word, Matt Bear. Yeah, um, I'm all I'm gonna do is smoke the cigar. I am like the cigar smoking Yule log, I'm just there to be a companion. That's all. <laughs> just smoke the cigar, and then when I'm done, I'll set it down because you don't stub out a cigar. That's ridiculous. You set it down, mm. and I'll walk out of frame. Nine ninety-five a month, please. Thank you. Thank you very much. Are How you, is that not a genius idea? Is this an OnlyFans thing? I, I thought this was supposed to be adult content. Well, only adults smoke cigars. Yeah, case in point. Okay, yeah, there, there you are. Jonathan, you got a problem with this, producer yeah. Jonathan? No, I just know that... Jeez, I read a story a few oh, months ago. he read ago. a story, no, Matt Fair. OnlyFans. <laughs> he, didn't, he read a story yeah. he did. OnlyFans actually... He reads Playboy for the articles as well. Yes, Continue, yes. Producer Jonathan. They actually, they were trying to make a push a couple months ago to move away from the adult-only content and try and get different types of content on there besides the 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 naughty stuff. So, well, so that's here's, just stupid. Is, what, what'd you say? That's just stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what are you doing? <laughs> so here's the question, Dion. Dion is our market manager here. For Urban One Indianapolis. I think David Wood, my our program and ops guy, would be fine with it. I think. Dion, you okay with me doing an OnlyFans page? Because I think I think they're contractually, I think they can have a say on that because it's a question of moral turpitude. I think they can't. Dion, where are you at, man? You gotta let me know. OnlyFans, yes or no? Come on. Come on.